0: Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. My intention with this experiment is to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview artists, makers, entrepreneurs, and creatives from all walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up the next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that may be. These interviews are evidence of that fact. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends, family, and all those creative people you know out there. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. welcome everybody to the podcast art and life podcast i'm taylor thanks for being here i definitely appreciate it i appreciate you and i appreciate your creativity i know you're creative uh right now it's a lot of my friends listening i don't think there's many outside people and i know my friends are creative whoever you are i know you you're creative keep doing it you're awesome um yeah, today on the podcast I have Francisco Charez. He is uh he's awesome. He is a good friend of mine. He owns a photo booth company. He started doing photo booths back in the day like 20 years ago basically before anybody before it was a thing. Now you see him at every single event and I feel like he and his company had something to do with that. Um definitely go check him out at Union Booth on Instagram. I think it's a Union Photo Booth on Facebook, um, and then you can go to their website. I think if you just type it into Google, you can find them. Um, but yeah, they've got really cool, innovative, sort of classic throwback designs of photo booths, and um, they've been—he's been developing these himself and with his his team for years, and so these are completely original designs. They're really cool. Um, yeah, when this whole shut down gets back to normal maybe whenever that happens in a year or whatever hire these guys <laughs> they they do fantastic photo booths and it's a really cool thing um so without further ado um yeah francisco charez Welcome, everybody, to the Art & Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos, and with me is a good friend of mine, Francisco Cherez. He is uh, the man. I'll just say that right off the bat. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a mainstay in the Southern California wedding industry. He's, um, he's a father. He's a husband. He's an awesome, awesome guy. So, uh, Francisco, thank you for being on the show. Welcome.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Definitely. Now, uh, why don't we
1: start by uh, you telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Great. So once again, my name is Francisco Cherez. I'm half Hispanic and half Vietnamese. I was born in Saigon, Vietnam. Uh, shortly after the Vietnam War, uh, we moved to Minnesota, all places, and I started out life there um, as an immigrant with my my mom, for the most part uh, my my father was kind of disappeared and then uh we um, we did what we had to do to to uh, to make everything work you know um, that was uh honestly I think the immigrant hard work ethic has a lot to do with uh with where i'm at and, and what i'm doing right now um moved from uh this kind of central Minnesota small town up to the big city, the twin cities and met my uh, then girlfriend um, and proposed to her. And her friends thought it was a great idea to have a uh, a photo booth. And, and she did of course as well. So um, for our wedding, and when I was looking around um, the, the twin cities, Metro area, um, there it didn't exist in in terms of you know for events. This is back in two thousand two, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you, you could you could rent one for. So I looked it up and and there was one company in St. Paul called Summit Amusement, and they had um, this warehouse of pinball machines and you know a bunch of old arcades like Miss Pac Man that sort of stuff and and then they had you know about a dozen of these. Uh, these photo booths, these old, you know, uh, large vintage classic photo booths that you can go inside. And I was so intrigued. And, and this guy was so cool. This guy's name is Dave Erickson. And it, he showed me around and, and opened up the back of it. And as I'm honestly, like, poking around and looking in this machine, I mean, uh, the light bulb just went off. And I'm like, oh, my God, I could, I could do this. You know, I can make one of these. And so that's when, you know, that kind of sparked. And, uh, and I, you know, contacted a a couple of buddies to help me out. And, and we, we ended up building the, the first mobile photo booth in Minnesota. Um, and that's what we called it actually. So, uh, we got the domain name mobile photo booth, uh, back then. And, uh, in 2003, we formed the company. So we've been in business now for, for a total of gosh, it's 17 years, uh, to date um since we originally started there's been some um changes in in uh, in ownership and um from moving from Minnesota to to California uh my mother was out here and, and was very ill and and had gone through um a very serious process and and in the hospital i i uh, vowed to her that uh, i'm going to move out here i'm going to marry um Christina my wife and uh, we're going to, we're going to move out here and have babies exactly what she wanted. Okay. I told her this as she's laying (laughs) in this bed in the hospital and and that's what we did. Um, And and so uh, my then um, in Minnesota, my roommate um, from college and uh, one of the guys that really helped out um, within the business, he ended up buying, the assets and, and, uh, uh, the majority of the company there in Minnesota and within our agreement, which I believe it is very important to always have an agreement, whether it's with a stranger or with your best friend, it's still, you know, very important to have a, uh, you know, a contract. Um, he ended up buying that and, and, uh, and within that, we moved the business out here as well. So, so that's kind of how uh, how I got started and and where I'm from
0: and then <clears throat> why don't you dive into the the southern california South California <laughs> chapter of that a little bit? Um, tell us more about that
1: yeah, so we've um, kind of stuck as mobile photo booth, and as you can hear it's it's really a mouthful and it always has been and in and, and these interviews. And, you know, when I'd go to kind of these business networking events and have speakers introduce me, they'd say, and here's Francisco with mobile phone booth. And so, you know, it's, it's a, um, since mobile is synonymous with phone, um, I was struggling with a name change. And and I I really didn't like the name mobile photo booth because it was, it's so generic, you know, and and so um, tossed around a lot of ideas on and what to do talked with a lot of people and, you know, uh, people saying, no, you should never do that. And, and, um, and, you know, we decided to do that in two 2015 or 16, we changed officially to union booth and I'm really happy that we did. Um, we came up with some new branding, um, a lot of new designs, uh, new artwork basically for, um, for, the, the, uh, design of the booths, the, uh, the font, the, you know, kind of the color scheme and all that. And, um, I think I feel, and I know, well, uh, you know, with uh, quantitative, uh, I'm making up words here, but the, um, hmm. the numbers show basically that we, um, we've increased in business. Uh, we've, we've grown in terms of you know how many events we're doing, and, you know, within our operations that really kind of gelled together, not because of necessarily the name change that all really happened um, at the same time. So right now we've got 29 photo booths that are sitting in a, a warehouse in, in a space. Uh, they're not being used at the moment, but uh, that's the capacity that we currently have um, And we have a sales division where we we build and and, uh, we'll customize booths and we'll sell them to to companies or, you know, startup uh, people that are interested in in starting a photo booth business. I do some consulting for those people as well. And uh, we do technical support as well as uh, an events fulfillment division, meaning we'll go out and do your wedding grad party, uh, corporate event, uh, all different types of events we do as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's been cool to
0: to watch it from my perspective. I've known you for years now and, you know, all these things like you, you've talked to me along the way of like, Oh, Hey, now we're sending these things out there and we're starting to include this like consulting element. And it's been like a real organic growth process. Which is, has been really cool to see um,
1: you know we've learned a lot uh throughout the process you know I think it's always important to uh, to be open to to change and to learning things uh to going to these expos these uh, you know events trade shows uh we've gone to the wedding m b a out in Las Vegas, which is a fairly large um events expo um and we're always learning you know there's a ton of information online nowadays as well uh for people that are just starting and you know for veterans that have been in it it for like a decade yeah yeah i like to talk about
0: the uh the growth mindset and a friend of mine sorry a friend of mine not too long ago he was talking about just the difference between being in a job where you go to work for somebody else versus when you are um making creative decisions for yourself and he said you know it's it's the difference between being i don't want to offend people but uh between being like part of a herd or being like a hunter you know and when you're when you're in business for yourself when you're a small business or an entrepreneur or you know, making the creative decisions, um, you have to figure out a way to make your, to get your kill, to to make the hunt successful. And, and sometimes it's really challenging. And so you have to figure out and you have to innovate and, and that's exactly what, what I've seen you done. And that's, and that's what you have instructed me
1: to do along the way too. You know what? Yeah. I think it's, it's important um, to, to be able to to work with and for somebody. Um, This is interesting because I actually had this conversation recently and and I made that comment of, gosh, you know, I I don't think um, I could ever work for somebody else. You know, I think I'm just too much of an entrepreneur that's in my heart. And almost within the same breath, I, you know, I said, you know what, I actually, I take that back, you know, and and it was a a group of uh, these younger guys that were, Sitting around, I was helping my friend with a a restoration um, um, construction company, and we we're you know having lunch, and and I said, you know what? I take that back. Um, I feel that um, working with and for somebody um, for as long as you as you need to to learn the skills and um, and have that that knowledge of doing the technical stuff, you know. Uh, Doing everything that that everyone does within your company to be able to fill in that space if you need to, you know, um, I think that that is very important, uh, you know, when starting a business, especially a small business like what we, we have, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and and I mean, you and I are a really
0: great example. Like I worked for you as an event tech for probably four years which it was so great for me in all these different ways one way was that well the the long uh like final example or the final product of me working for you was that i started my own business in the wedding industry live wedding art and it's now four or five years in and it's it's now become successful but all that time that i worked for you i i got the reps of of like the basic flow of the day, you know, like you, you get yourself all loaded up beforehand. You drive to the event early. You get set up early. You're all set up with like backups of everything that you need. You're fully present and available for anything that the, you know, event coordinators need from you. And then you rock out the event and then you close up shop and you come back home. And like that, for example, like you've already done that. You have created that flow and that wheel doesn't need to be reinvented. So like there's such a value, there is such a value to like the apprenticeship model because then you like, I don't need to run into all the same walls that you ran into (laughs) along the way. Like that's how we evolve and that. Like that's where there's so much value in, in like working underneath somebody else and their wings, like showing you the ropes.
1: Yeah. uh, That's, that's funny because uh, having, a simple pre-event checklist so that oh, you, know, yeah. you, you know that you're going to have that uh, equipment when you leave a- and you can feel calm and re- you know, as you're driving to the event rather than uh, racing through your head, gosh, do I have this, that, and the other thing. Um, and, you know, when I started, you know, I'm just going to real talk here, be honest here and say, that I didn't have that. And I would, um, go printer, camera, flash, uh, cables, uh, printer paper. And I would say this, you know, in my head or I'd say this out loud as I'm driving. Okay. And I'm kind of looking in the back seat and I'm, you know, driving with one hand all at the same time. And, um, and it's so simple, you know, just to to have that checklist and check off. Now we actually have one where, um, it's so simple to have three boxes, one where the, uh, I initially check it. So I check it once or when I, I actually load it into the truck. And then when the event technician arrives, he checks it to confirm that it's in there as well. So now we've got two people that have their hands on that equipment and it's in there. Okay. And then we also bring backup equipment as well, uh, to, to each event just in case, you know, we're dealing with technical stuff here, you guys. So um, if it can fail, we bring a backup of that uh, equipment. So, um, yeah, sorry. Uh, That just makes me think
0: of, uh, like, I can hear your voice in my head so often. And this is funny. I've never said this to you, but like, I can hear your voice all the time saying like, what you want, what you're doing for yourself with those checklists, with setting yourself up for success is you're giving yourself the peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And really that peace of mind means that instead of looking in the back seat thinking and going through your, your list in your head, you're just like thinking you're just relaxed. You know, you are going to the event, you're relaxed, you're ready for what's next. Like for what you're actually being paid to do, which is go to the event and kick ass. Right. And, yeah. and so like, there's so much stuff that you need to do. And, and that's what one thing that I feel like you're really good at is like these systems that help your business so that you don't need to worry about anything when it comes down
1: to it. You know, being organized, I think, is, uh, isn't something that, that, you know, if you're not organized right now, don't worry, but get organized. You know, it's something where I feel is absolutely 100% needed. Okay, uh, everyone has passion, I think, um, when, when they, they start their business. And then either that, sometimes wavers if you know, there's complications, you know, issues come up and, and then they question it. Um, having passion every day, I think is, is really important. So, so doing a ritual, making a habit of whatever it is to, to get you into that mindset, either reading something, listening to a podcast, doing meditation and and having that passion daily, getting organized uh, by creating a, a schedule. And I think your schedule needs to lead to something and that being your goals, right? So having a a long-term and and, and not, you know, I mean we can do a 5 year, but I think having a 12 month goal and then breaking that down into quarters and uh, so we can review this. And then uh, each month, so we have three months and a quarter, and then your weekly goal. And those are nice kind of bite-sized chunks. And then we have our daily goal, so that at the end of each day, you can look through and go, this is what I need to do today. I need to make 17 phone calls to reach my goal because I know I'm, I'm going to get you know, two people that are gonna uh, be interested, and to to reach my goal for that week, then to reach my goal for that quarter, and then that that's gonna uh, achieve my goal for the the end of the year. And if I'm off, well then I need to adjust that the next day. So we're not gonna get to you know June and go, oh gosh, I'm I'm nowhere close to achieving my goal. I need to. Um, adjust that that yearly goal. Well, we can make that adjustment so that we're pretty spot on if we reevaluate honestly on a daily basis. So you know, like I said, at the end of each day, you can hang your hat up, even if you didn't uh, achieve that goal and you didn't, you know, uh, get to people that that are interested. At least you made those calls and you did the things that you said you were going to do, and you can hang your hat up and uh, feel confident that you're doing what you, uh, you know, your plan and what you had meant to do and, and then uh, make those adjustments that you need to the following day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you can't control the outside world, but what you can
0: control is yourself and your actions and your mindset and and your processes, things
1: like that. Absolutely, yeah. And, and the other thing <clears throat> I want to just throw in here as well um, is – uh, having a mentor, you know, um, either somebody that, you know, somebody you look up to or even, uh, somebody online, you know, there's a, a, just a ton of people out there that, you know, we can, um, look up to and, and, uh, you know, ask for help from, um, pick their brains. You know, there's, you know, like you said, you know, you don't have to go through that process of trying to figure it out if somebody else has already done so you know, um, yeah. So having mentors is, uh, I think is huge.
0: Yeah. Did you have, did you have one mentor or did you have lots of them? I've had multiple mentors. Yeah.
1: There's uh there's actually somebody that, um, I had as a mentor and, and, and then as a, uh, a business partner, um, who had, uh, he'd gotten cancer and, and he'd passed away. Um, his, his name is Duke. And so we actually named my son. um, My third child uh, is uh, his middle name is Duke named after uh, Duke Nguyen, um, my mentor. Yeah. So, and, and uh, Uh, yeah, um, in so many ways, in so many ways, so many things he would say and do um, just persuaded me. And, And he would say these, these soliloquies that, just connected with me. And, and I use that every day. Um, when, uh, he says this in a, a Vietnamese accent, of course. And, and he says, uh, um, whatever is too hot is just the, or whatever's too much is just the opposite. And so you can use that in, I think, uh, uh my son was eating some something that was hot. And I said, you know, whatever is too much is just the opposite, <laughs> Makai. Um, if that's soup is too hot, then it's it's no good. Okay, you don't want to eat it. If it's too cold, you don't want to eat it. So you, you eat it at the right time. It's you know, and even in a moment like that, uh, just eating soup. So whatever is too much is just the opposite. Okay, so we can be. Uh, I take that to business, and I can be. Um, when I didn't have a prevent checklist honestly, I would bring everything, everything I owned, uh, in terms of the, the business, I'd bring all these computers and my c- truck was completely full with equipment. And then I'd be so disorganized when I get to the event and I'm, I'm, hauling in all this stuff that I didn't actually even need. Okay. Um, or, and then I've gone to the events where I, I'm, you know, like too confident at that point And I'm like, you know, I got this, uh, you know, I've done this now for five years. I, you know, I I got this thing. Um, and I get there, and I'm like, what? Are you kidding me, Cisco? You know, and we all do this, beat ourselves up. God darn, you didn't bring that? I mean, you know, I've got a dozen of those whatever cables. And a simple cable, What you know, and then, so it's stuff like that. So whatever's too much is just the opposite. Um, and, you know, that that being from... If, if that was the only thing that I, I picked up from my mentor, Duke, that right there has been such a blessing and as uh, really honestly a life changer. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that's <laughs> awesome. Um,
0: yeah, totally. And you can just feel, feel a hundred percent. And then that one little thing, and that's the, the issue with a lot of situations, you know, for live wedding art, for photo booth, for like, I'm sure, pretty much everybody out there doing whatever they're doing. It's like, if they, uh, if you're missing one little thing, like for me, if I'm missing one color of paint, that can throw off the whole thing. Like I I can't mix the colors the same way I can't do my thing. And so like, uh, even something that can seem really insignificant can make a huge impact on the overall experience. And then, and then it's like going into scramble mode, And you totally like your peace of mind is gone at that point, because then you have to like fix something, you know, like got to run to the store and get this or that. And then your your whole cool flow Mm -hmm. is gone. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I know that well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, me too. And there's nothing like it when you just Mm -hmm. nail it, you know, like the feeling um, after an event when you're like, gosh, all the the checklist worked. We had everything we needed we got there on time. It felt great The the whole flow and then the, the, what you actually do went well. And then it's like, you're like, I could do this every day. This is great. But when it's hectic and chaotic, that's when, you know, like your passion, like you mentioned at the beginning, it can really burn out. If, uh, if you make things harder Mm -hmm. for yourself than Mm -hmm. they need to be. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, things perpetuate sometimes when, when that happens, you know, when, you forget something and then, you know, you. where are my keys now? You know, and then you're looking for your keys because you're so oh, yeah. frantic in your own head. And, you know, and, and then you're getting uh, in a uh, cool with other people around you. They're picking up on that other vendors. And like, you know, the coordinator asks you a question and you're, and you're like, not um, on it. And, and um, you know, it, it just doesn't go as well as uh, as it should. You know, I think that, uh, just staying calm and, you know, dealing with that moment is probably one of the, the best things, smile through it, you know, um, when things come <sighs> up, cause things will come up that, that, uh, that you are not expecting, um, which kind of leads us into the situation that we're dealing with right now. Right. Yeah. With this, uh, with this pandemic. Wow. Um. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about how this is affecting the wedding industry and your business? Yeah.
1: Um, You know, I, I know that there are a lot of people out there that are hurting uh, small businesses, um, individuals and uh, um, within the events, wedding industry, it is uh, it's, it's a big deal. Okay. Of course. Um, so right off the bat, we got a number of emails and phone calls um, from our customers for the next month that said, and we were just getting into a really busy time for, for us as well. Um, it said uh, we need to put things on hold the, pre, you know, from our corporate customers, the president of our company has decided to call things off. Uh, they want to stay on the forefront of this here, and this is when, you know, uh, well before the the government had mandated a closure on on a, on anything, you know, um, and we're thinking, oh my gosh, why would they do this? And what was me? You know, and uh, you know, and, and so the next day comes, and there's another, you know, uh, ten or dozen emails um, inquiring or saying that, that they're planning on, on postponing. Uh, we get a lot of these from, uh, coordinators that, that are, you know, asking what's our, our policy, you know, uh, let's review the contract, all of this. So it basically, our business came to a complete halt and, uh, and then furthermore, uh, people are asking for the refund. They're canceling. Okay. So either it's going going to postpone, uh till later time because obviously we can't have events now uh or they're planning on just we're going to cancel we're going to we're going to elope we're we're a uh, corporate event you know obviously we're not going to have it now this year we'll have it maybe uh in years to come um and with that you know we're dealing with the dilemma of PR within our company Union Booth um and how we are how we're handling this um And we're also dealing with financially, gosh, how are we going to make this work? And, and so, you know, I'll be honest. I, I, um, personally had to, um, look at myself and, and uh, sit down in my garage by myself and kind of think this through and take some, you know, um, long, deep breaths and go, you know, this could be the thing that takes us down, you know, um, and I I felt that uh, this, is, this is not something that we can take lightly. Um, however, you know, um, there are still customers that we have that we need to be around for. There are still events that they're going to have. We still, and this actually kind of surprises me at sometimes, uh, we still get inquiries for events. You know, there are future events, of course. But uh, and I even have uh, I've had somebody that um, inquired and had booked an event for as early as uh, this June. So we don't know if it's going to happen yet. Uh, but however, uh, this is even during this this time, this pandemic, um, when, you know, the government has already you know, called for these, these closures. And, you know, we'd gotten this. Uh, is booking. So, uh, they're far and few, you know, that, that we, we get right now. However, um, you know, we're still getting them. Is it going to be anywhere near what it was? Uh, this is my personal opinion is, uh, not for a long time. Um, you know, I think everyone's got different, different thoughts, different opinions on this, you know, and I feel that, This is going to um, go through this process of this slowdown in business, at least for the events industry, um, at least through this year, the rest of 2020, going into 2021. And if things even somewhat normalize, um, I think that's we're looking into the latter part of uh, 2021. And, you know, um, and what does that mean? What does the new normal mean? You know um, and what I mean by that is uh, what restrictions are we going to have? So what I feel that, that is going to happen and what I've been talking with a lot of other people in these webinars that I've been on is that they're going to have um, space kind of restrictions. So with venues that have a space capacity of, um whatever it is 5000 square feet they're going to say okay you can only have this amount of of people this many people can be you know you can have within that space and uh um which is going to be probably fewer than what the actual capacity what the, like the fire code um is and, and so um those adjustments will have to be made um you know, specifically with my business with photo booths, um, there's some uncertainty there in terms of people will their willingness to to reserve one for their guests to kind of um, have these pictures that they're squeezing in close and and making um, these you know. These fun, fa- funny faces and, and, and taking these cute pictures and stuff. Hey, not right now. Um, so that's the uh, the concern is that um, are we going to be as desirable um, as a vendor for for events? Um, you know, that's the the unknown for for us. So, and what, what am I, yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. Um, that's the, the other thing. That's still what, what I'm looking at uh, as in terms of pivoting. Okay. In terms of uh, adding to, or, or changing. Okay. Um, so we know the events, I know, you know, I've been in the events industry for a long time and, uh, and, and, you know, I'm trying to get out of this, what was me mindset, and on a daily basis then i go um having a daily schedule still and moving through this and having um so i actually still have uh photo booths that i'm working on i'm physically building right now um and and i intend to to use those and and uh, you know for some purpose i actually just don't know exactly what yet um however you know uh, this is what I know, and this is what i'm i'm currently doing to really even keep my mind uh, in a in more of a positive space so um, there's a few other things that uh, that i 'm definitely open to and looking at. Um, there's with you know photography since we have a uh, uh, background now in um, we have a ton of um, you know, cameras and uh, photo um, equipment. So there's virtual kind of 360 tours that I've been looking into. There's some software that we've been checking out um, and we're interested in looking into that some more and offering that as a service, um, especially for venues. You know, that's something that, you know, I think with people now um, not being able to go even tour a venue you know what do they need what what does the venue need well they they need to get people through and and, and look at it even you know if they're going to have events in the future which the, of course they're planning on and so uh how we can do that is we can facilitate that with uh a a virtual kind of tour and so having a business model where i can have technicians pick up equipment go out to the venue and shoot that venue and then process, process that through software, provide that on the website for the venue is, is at least something that, that, you know, I think um, is viable. And that's uh, one of the options that we're looking at. So we're trying to stay flexible and, and nimble within, um, within our industry. So, <laughs> That's so
0: wild. It's, dude, this is just so wild. I mean, to cons- and I don't, I mean, we're in the wedding industry, you know, we've got, um, with live wedding art, we've got all our events getting pushed back, postponed, you know, maybe canceled. And, um, but I have, I guess like when I really think about it and really start to think about all these, like these venues that host all these weddings, all the revenue that that brings in, and then all the all the vendors that work around every single event and people who have, like, made their lives on these things and, um, you know, like, restaurants or something that a lot of, that are just, like, an obvious thing because we all go to restaurants fairly regularly and, like, we, you know, and how this whole thing is just completely shifting what, like, quote-unquote, the new normal is going to look like and what a restaurant's gonna look like. Like think about just the the simple things like going to a bar. Like going out to the bars on a Saturday night before all this was like you would go to one crowded place to another crowded place to another crowded place. You touch all these surfaces, you would be served drinks and in like, you know, glasses that are being touched by the bartender who's like interacting with everybody. And it's like that sort of thing just cannot happen now. And uh, yeah, like a a 150 person wedding where everybody's like coming up and touching the screen on a photo booth, you know, like that's, those things are such an issue. Yes.
1: However, you know, there, there, there are still people that are interested. I got a call yesterday from somebody that uh, is planning on booking an, an event or has, a venue and, and uh, is interested in a photo booth. And I asked him how many guests he's, he has. And he says, right at this point, 190. And um, what we're doing, so I, I try and reassure them. And, what, um, and, and I've also sent out an email to uh, our coordinators um, going forward with their events is that to, to uh, kind of reassure them, we're open to their suggestions and ideas. Uh, here's what we're planning on doing is um, we can have the technicians actually wear a mask. You know, we can have uh, the technicians wear gloves so we can have them uh, come with antibacterial wipes, which I actually just went out to the a store yesterday with my mask on, of course, and, and uh, picked up some uh, everything I was able to get. Um, and, and so they can wipe down after each usage, you know, so that that screen is going to be white, okay? Uh, after each person gets out, is it going to slow okay. down the process? Yes. This is going. To, is it going to make it a little bit kind of awkward? Uh, I mean, it, it nothing's going to be the same. You know, it's not. So um, you just make that as part of the routine. You know, and, and so the technician, yes, they're going to wipe that down and, and say thank you. And and uh, you know, uh, are we going to uh, eliminate props for the most part? Um, yes. You know, so. That's the uh the big thing with this business is that um we definitely need to stay flexible and uh change, you know, with the times. And this is a a pretty drastic change that we we need to make. So It's wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, this whole podcast is about creativity and this is a time where we all have to get very creative. And um, I mean, one, there's all the negative sides of all of this whole thing, you know, and, but there's also a lot of really interesting, creative, beautiful solutions that are happening. And I'm sure that you've been feeling that and experiencing that too. I mean, the way that people are switching to video calls and connecting on different levels like humans still yes. want to connect yeah
1: for sure um you know i i uh, i agree i i think that uh, uh i mean personally i've contacted more friends that i haven't actually talked with in, in over a year uh during this time these last couple of months here uh than i ever have before you know i'm sure you have as well you know just kind of checking in on more people and having these video calls it's really nice to see and talk with with people and catch up um so, yeah, that's uh, being extra creative. I think that uh, creativity is, is what separates you from, from others, from your competitors, you know? Um, you know, in your designs, from even, you know, like your business cards to how you present yourself at, uh, at marketing um, events or um, online, for that matter, at least for now. Um, I think that's what—that's uh, what creativity is to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like um, every step of the way we're making decisions. Um, yeah, from like even on your business card or, or your your branding, like your font is a decision, and that decision is as refle- a reflection of your your views on the world um who you feel like you are like what your your ethics your morals your stance on this and that you know like and and you can feel it and that's the way that's where you can like when a when a brand logo or a design is in alignment with um the brand ethics or or the company um codes and and mission then that's when i feel like it's successful like the, the design is successful because it's expressing who the, the company is even before you get to know the company at all. It's like your first interaction with a company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which um, is pretty cool. That's something I can definitely geek out and spend too much time on um, is the font is, you know, the, it, it, you know is, is a, <laughs> uh, coming up with a, a name, you know, how important it is. Um, and is it shallow? I don't know. I mean, I I think it's, it's, can, I feel that it can actually, uh, somewhat make or break the, at least the start of a company is is having the right name, uh, you know, the way it looks. Um, it's hugely important to a lot of people, uh, including myself. So, um,
0: Oh absolutely no I think it may, I think it has a huge impact on everything like you <laughs> what's in a name you know a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet, but uh it's like it's it goes with it like the word it's interesting when you start to think about like words and the way that they feel and sound yeah. and they hit you. I mean, if you break it down sound waves like words are just sound waves and you know waves can be really gentle and soothing or they can be really aggressive and crash really hard on the beach and so like a, a word a name like the word rose has this like soft velvetiness to it and you know oh. very similar to the the plant or the flower um there's definitely a connection there so like that's that's where these things really can can carry a lot of importance like we've I've done a lot of branding for my own, you know, painting company and then for live wedding art, and um, it makes a big difference. At the beginning, we were just sort of, like, making it up as we go, and that's how it works at first. But it was really – it's been nice to go through that process multiple times and work with professionals and then, like, really see how well it yeah. can be done.
1: Yeah, nice. <laughs>
0: um, since we're getting on to the uh, – the topic of creativity and art uh let me throw this question at you what is your
1: definition of art um i believe that art is the creativity uh, in your passion so whether that's um this using uh like painting and 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 doing that type of art or whether you're, you're making a pizza, you know, <laughs> it's the passion. It's, it's, it, that's the artwork. Right. Hmm. Right. It's, I, I think that uh, um, my kids are really into uh, Legos right now and and building, and, you know, that's their artwork. And they're so proud um, in showing that and, and how that works. And that's, that's a, to me, that's a piece of art. Um, yeah, that's, it, it's the creativity in that uh in your passion, in your work.
0: I like that. And it's like there's lots of parts to your work. You know, there's the there's the business systems like we talked about. There's there's the underlying structures of things. There's the building um to make it happen. Like like if I'm gonna make a can like make a painting, it needs to be a canvas stretched on on a stretcher bar, you know, on stretcher bars made out of wood. Those parts aren't as much of the creativity. It's what goes on top of it that is really the art of it. Um, although there's, like, it's cool because art, there's, like, art in every step of the way, too. Like, you can, you know, there's, there's art in setting yourself up for success and doing your checklists and, like, loading the truck. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can you can do it. Like it's sort of like the, yeah, that's all. you you feel
1: like you're in a flow. I've talked with Nathan uh, about that as well. Um, Nathan's our operations manager and uh, he um, is a lot of times he'll say, you know what? I I feel like I'm in the flow right now, Francisco. I just need to keep going with this. I'm like, dude, go at it. Do, do, do you. And, uh, and as he's, you know, packing things and, and, uh, you know, um, working through that process, I mean, that's, he's orchestrating this whole thing to make this a uh, huge event or th- this big weekend happen and make make that all work and that's his art you know um yeah i i think that uh it's it's the whole process you know um and it flows and and it, you know when you're you feel like you're in the zone um that can be art yeah
0: I like to talk about flow state and I like to kind of like dabble with it as an element in my paintings. Um, what, what would you say like the, the essence of flow state is like, what is, what is happening? Yeah. That, I, I feel like moment?
1: excitement. Like when you wake up in the middle of the night and, and or when I, I do and uh, I jot something down or I scribble something, uh, a design on um, because it's processing through my mind whether I'm dreaming about it or if I'm just kind of laying there and then I go, oh, wow, there's this spark of excitement that I need to get down. And I, uh, I've i got my, my journal on the side of my bed uh, and I write this this thing down. And whether or not it actually uh, comes into fruition, I, I do something with it or it's just, you know, um, I, I'm still – excited about that and and you know um i think that is to me it, it's that's the flow and it feels good um like i said you, you feel like you know kind of reinvigorated uh, and and more passionate you know to, to do whatever it is that uh um that you're excited about you know
0: Yeah. There's like a, there's like an energetic element. Like you're just, there's no feeling of like tired or, or anything like that. It's like, you're on, you're switched on. You're, you're completely in it with what's going on in that moment. Like I've, I've, you know, I've felt that, you know, with surfing at times or on a soccer field or, or while painting, it's like, when you feel like, like, you can kind of do you know, anything.
1: Yeah, that actually brings me to, so cool. Uh, uh, you know, when you're, when you're working a lot of times and um, the night before and you're, you can't even like, uh, you can't go to sleep because you, you, you need to get this project done to, to then uh, go to the big event the next day. And, and I've worked through the entire night and I go, oh my God, my, my wife will say, you're, you're going to be completely dead by by the time you know, the event is, and I go, I, I just got to do this. You know, I got to make sure that this gets done first. You know, I need to do preparation. So I do that and I feel good. Even if I didn't get uh, any sleep the night before the next day, that flow, that energy actually carries through. And I happen to have such an amazing day and everything that happens kind of clicks. And I feel good because I did everything I was supposed to do the night before and you know, even the way I, you're speaking with people and, and, you know, you just feel like you're in the zone and you're on top of things and until, you know, that is over and you feel like this kind of, um, higher vibrational level where you've got goosebumps on your arms and, and then, um, and it all kind of, it needs to come down. But so after the event, then we go, Oh my gosh, that, that was great. That felt great. Um, but that to me like like you know when you're in the flow you know at least i feel like that you know uh a lot of times during events um it it kind of lifts you up yeah
0: oh yeah it's such a cool thing to be in and um yeah it's i mean it, it happens sometimes, not all the time, but it, it's it's like, as I go along, I want to try to create it the, the environment so that that flow has the best chance of happening. And I mean, back to the first part of the conversation about creating systems. It's like, if you can get all the lower level stuff like lined up, then you can just be at this higher level. You know, if you're getting tripped up by, like stupid little things like forgetting a cord here or that, then you can't focus on the higher level thing of like being your best self and smiling, you know, because everything's right. And then you can do this, you know, like that's when, that's why, you know, like in I guess like I'm thinking about soccer and I played so many years and seasons of soccer and it would happen at the end of the season a lot. Like in games, I would just be, like completely in flow state. But in the beginning of the season, you know, that wouldn't happen because I'm messing up little things. Like when the ball gets past me, I'll like take a bad touch and then that'll screw me up for the next touch. And But by the end of the season, you're just going and it's like, that's so good. So it's like, if we can stay in practice, Keep our our systems down and like really dial things in as much as possible. We give ourselves the best chance of getting into that higher level. One hundred percent, absolutely, one
1: hundred percent agree. Uh, yeah, that's why I I think that it, it's still important to get yourself ready straight away in the morning. Make your daily schedule. Go through that process. Um, stay calm and, and uh, be flexible to change. Uh, you know. I think right now, here's the opportunity uh, for us to to re- reinvent ourselves, you know. Um, it, so who is the person that you want to be a- a- and be that, you know. Um, what are the things that uh, you want to do as a career? And, you know, so now you have the time. Um, there are a ton of resources out there and so I think you, you just, you don't need to be afraid of failure and, uh, you just, you take that failure as a, uh, a life lesson.
0: Hmm. <laughs> that was beautiful, man. <laughs> um, that I mean, that, that kind of leads into, and maybe that, that is your answer for this, but, um, a question I'm starting to ask everybody is if you could go back and talk to yourself when you were 12, 13, 14, 15, uh,
1: what advice would you give to yourself? Hey, little Cisco. Um, don't be afraid of failing. Speak up. Um, be confident in yourself. And Go for it, you know. Um, don't. No, I was gonna say. Uh, Do just, you feel like just, you're just gonna be silly? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Say, don't take the red pill, never. <laughs> 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 that's, yeah, that's what I would definitely say to uh, Good call. the young Cisco. <laughs> you <know. laughs> yeah. Do you feel like in your
0: life you've been more reserved, 100%. especially when you were younger? You were more yeah, reserved. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't that speak that up, also came like from my you upbringing. Should have.
1: Um, you know that somewhat how I was taught, uh, as well as uh, um, just being in a completely foreign place and not. Um, so English was my second language, and I was in ESL classes uh, for all my years growing up, and um, my fear was to sound and look silly. Um, so uh, with an accent, uh, an, you know, Asian, uh, you know, a Vietnamese accent, uh, that was what I didn't want. And, and so, um, so I wouldn't even, you know, really speak a lot. I wouldn't speak up for sure. So, um, I think that's, I think what, at least to me, what, uh, is held me back a little bit. Um, and even in this talk right now, uh, coincidentally is, is been a fear of speaking on uh, recording or in front of, of people. Um, it's just the fear of, of, uh, of looking and, and sounding, um, you know, not smart or, um, the way I think other people want me to sound. Yeah. Wow. This has been good. How do you, how you do know? You, how's this one? Um, I mean, you know, I'm talking with one of my best <laughs> buds, and uh, I, I think that, um, you know, so far everything has been feeling really good. And um, I'm actually really grateful. Honestly, I was going to call you and tell you this. I'm super grateful that you at, had asked me to do this. And I know I kind of dug my heels in a, a bit, um, but it, I know that it is actually something that I'm afraid of. And instead, um, and I know that, that looking feared square, kind of dead in the face and, and saying, um, and not being confrontational about it, uh, but, but being in relationship with it. And, and going, okay, so here's what I don't want to do. Let's do it first thing in the morning. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that we actually did this and I'm happy to um, to do this more to get into, you know, Toastmasters and, and uh, I want to be a better speaker. So how do we do that? Uh, How do I be a better speaker? You know, it's it's doing it right yeah Yep.
0: Yep. oh that's awesome all right well we got two minutes left this is the part where i acknowledge my guest and i i kind of tell everyone why i had him on and um yeah cisco you're awesome you've been a really amazing influence in my life and i've learned I've learned so much from you, like so much more than you'll ever really know. And a lot of who I am and in my flow as a business person is because of, of working with you and working for you and observing you and seeing how you do things and then listening to what you've had to say. And, um, and then, you know, you invited us to your, um, your, your wedding, um, your, your vow renewal. And I, I've gotten to see you raise your family and be a husband and you're just (laughs) a shining example of awesomeness. And, um, and that's just, you're just great. Jeez, Thanks man. Uh, um, thank you for everything.
1: uh, (laughs) I need to listen to that part every morning. That is making me like, uh, just beam right now. So thank you. I I truly appreciate it. And, uh, the feeling is 100% mutual. Definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, um
0: all right, so you got you got
1: 30 seconds to tell people where they So can the Business you Union Booth yeah, is at know. Union Booth. Um we try to post uh as much as we can on on Instagram mainly. Um our website is something that we're really proud of. Uh so that's unionbooth.com. So u n i o n b o o t h.com. And I think we've got a Facebook account out there as well. Uh, Union Photo Booth is the Facebook account. Sweet. All right. Awesome. Once again, thank well, you so Cisco, much. Taylor. Thanks for I being really on the podcast. It. All right, man. You. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> Cheers. So that, my friends, was Francisco Cherez. Uh, he's the man. He's awesome. Mentor of mine. It was, a, it was a really fun interview for me, just getting to talk to him about all the different things. And um, Yeah, I think you guys probably got to hear my new puppy in the background. That's little Nova. She's a mini Australian Shepherd. We're figuring out the barking thing right now, so... My apologies on that situation. But um, yeah, I feel like Cisco said a lot of really great stuff, especially in the second half of that, Uh, just in terms of mindset, especially going through this time right now. And um, I really loved what he said about this being an opportunity to reinvent ourselves. And we have no idea what's going to happen in the world. We have no idea what I mean, we can't control anything in the outside world. This this um, coronavirus situation is really kind of showing everybody at every level that we are sort of powerless to a lot of what goes on. So that kind of sounds a little depressing when you say it out loud. But that being said, what can we do? Well, we can... We can handle ourselves in the morning and in the day and like every day is a new day and we can we can really direct our own flow. We can be in control of our mindset and uh, what we put in our body, how we handle ourselves, how we handle our relationships, all these different things, uh, how we handle our creativity. Creativity can really be um, a therapy in a lot of ways it can get us out of our thinking mind where we can maybe be feeling depression or anxiety and it brings us into that that present moment and um, that's what I've what's been helping me a lot and uh, hopefully it can help you hopefully it does help you uh, when you're being creative with whatever form that takes so yeah thanks again for listening I really appreciate it Uh, this is just a really fun experiment for me and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. And I'm loving all these conversations that I'm getting to have with people. And I'm scheduling more interviews with people left and right. Um, I'm thinking a lot about how to make this this podcast even better. So yeah, thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for being along for the ride. And I'm just going to just keep on going and keep on hoping to bring you more and more inspiration and better content along the way so um yeah share this with anybody that you you feel is a creative human being that might need a little bit of spark of creativity in their life and subscribe 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 join in i'll let it'll let you know when i've got new episodes I'm doing like one a week right now but i might be stepping it up to about two a week so yeah really good stuff so anyway Thanks again. Uh, Go out there and be creative in whatever way that you see fit. Cheers.